It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to the Grown Man-ish podcast, Jay. y'all. And I- uh, this is your, this is your boy, Bowtie Fresh, my, my, my right-hand man. All right. So we've got a Mike, special Mike show Jay. for y'all today. Hey, we are doing the modern black man, the man, the myth, and the legend. But first, before we even jump off into the show, man, we want to thank all the folks who've been showing us love. So we got uh, Atlanta, ATL in the building, Baltimore, Charlotte, uh, Gary, Indiana, Fort Wayne, Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, where else are we at, Bo? Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Brooklyn's in the New house. Hampshire. We got Phoenix, Arizona. We got Tempe, Arizona. Um, so don't forget our, our, our fans, a uh, couple of fans that we have uh, overseas, over in Norway. Definitely appreciate shout out the to love Norway. you guys are showing. Big shout out to Norway. Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Um, Springfield, Illinois. Um, so, yeah, I definitely appreciate LA, all the love. Got a shout out. Got a shout out. Oh, yeah. LA. So, yeah, definitely shout out to LA. Man. San Francisco also, yes. Right, so man, also so, uh, we are go. Uh, we are on iTunes before we really get started. iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Podbean, we are on Breaker, we are on Google Play. So almost any place that you can find a podcast, you will see Grown Managed Podcast be on there. So you see it, love it, some reviews. You can always send us emails to grownmanishpodcast at gmail dot com. Send us on Twitter at grownmanishpod. Instagram, Grown Man Ish Podcast, and I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, you know, both I know we got a we got a guest on the line, so we're gonna let her introduce our one of our guests. So, guest, introduce yourself. What's your name? Where you're from? And we're gonna after that we'll jumping into it. We got another guest coming on the line. All right, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Dap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Dapper. Is the name. I'm on this show with my Two buddies here, Mike J and Bowtie Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Been knowing these cats for a while. <clears throat> and uh, just wanted to get on the show with them, show them some love, talk about their topics today, and, and, and have a good time tonight. All Kevin right. Man, town, we, USA. All right. We got, another, we got another guest in the building, man. You're on the Grown, you're on the grown Man Ish podcast. Welcome. Can you hear us? Are you there? Hello? Maybe they ain't talking. All right. You well, it's all good, though. They they are in here, well, so maybe they just don't hear us. So definitely well, want right. to uh, give a give a shout-out to to everyone uh, who's calling in. Um, definitely looking forward to a, um, a, a good conversation, good engaging conversation tonight. Um, but so as Mike Jay said earlier, uh, we want to do this live show because there's a lot of talk um, in, in many communities, um, but there's a lot of talk here lately about the modern black man. So, uh, 
and that when we say the modern black man, that encompasses a lot of different facets. So we've got some we got some things that we want you guys to chime in on, some things that we want to bring up, and kind kind of uh, just bring the light to certain things. So things that you know are, that that maybe black men are perpetuating, maybe there are myths about black men or or things of that nature. So we just want to have a good conversation about it tonight. Um, again, definitely shout out to you, Dat. Appreciate you showing the love and, and offering your perspective. Um, and hopefully, we can get our other caller. Um, we can get some eyes hey, on man, him think, as well, so I, they can I join think the my, I think that's my. I think that's my. I think that's my big cuz from ATL, man. We maybe just um. Okay. Maybe he got the phone on mute or something like that. Uh, that brother be out there doing the black man run, so represent that. Definitely want to interview him when we do some health and wellness type stuff. That brother ran with Kevin Absolutely. Hart. Hey, my big cuz, man. Hey, he took me to go see Weekend at Bernie's back in the day, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic movie right there. Classic. classic movie, man. So that's the 80s. So that's that's my big cuz, man. So uh, definitely, man, want to shout him out. All yeah, right, Ronald Reagan here. <laughs> hey, man, so both hey, so time, man. You know what I'm saying? We get more of the brothers coming in, man. But we don't, just go ahead and let's just go ahead and start, man. And as we get people in, right. we'll just bring them into the conversation. Absolutely. So one of the one of the first topics uh, or, or talking points that, that Mike J and I wanted to bring up and, and kind of openly discuss, and it's something that, that is talked about in many communities, um, and that and that is the topic of, of interracial dating or interracial relationships. Um, in particular, you know, is it is it a fetish of let's just say white women or Becky's or whatever you want to call them? Is it a fetish of white women for the black man? But also, is it a is a black man a fetish for them? So um, we want to. We've got a couple of questions. We want everybody to chime in on and kind of give your opinion. So uh, the, the the first question for that would be uh, just in general. What would be the draw? Is it something that's uh, beyond physical attraction? Is it just the uh, the the label of an interracial relationship, or is it some of those uh, stereotypes or, or or maybe some truths, you know, to what interracial dating is for each one? So. Um, Dap, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off with you since you're the guest. Let's kind of get your perspective on that, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, first of all, I just want to state that, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, interracial dating. You know, I think God made us all equal. And, uh, you know, you love who you love. You like who you like. So, you know, I'm all, I'm all for the, uh, you know, the interracial dating. Um, as far as it being, you know, taboo or, you know, is it is it something that, you know, black guys are into or, you know, whatever, I I don't think it's taboo, but you know you know, you you know, I just think black guys they think about man, what what, what are these women like outside of my race? You know what I'm saying? Like right. for me, I I was never you know, uh, picky about women. You know, it didn't matter to me what race, ethnicity, cultural background they had. You know, if you was beautiful, you was beautiful. You know right. what I'm saying? So, I mean, to me, it wasn't anything taboo or anything like that. You know, uh, you know, coming up, you know, I never really stepped to to women outside of my race because I was, to be honest with you, I was just scared, man. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, I didn't know if if talking to them, you know, especially like <clears throat> like Hispanics or Latin women, you know, mm-hmm. they're uh, and this is what I've heard, haven't actually experienced it, 
but I've heard they're they're very um, protective of their women. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like, man, if I stepped to one and pulled to one, you know, I would have to uh, uh, have to fight off these dudes who were getting mad because I was talking to a Latin woman. You know, I have a an uncle. He lived out in L.A. You know, not too far from Watts, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of Mexican and, and, and you know, just, just, just Latin women out there. And, you know, he was he was talking to one, you know, had a nice little relationship. And, you know, he, he was going by her, you know, her neighborhood. And, man, like three three cats just walked up on him and shot him because he was man, talking to that's, that's a crazy. female in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just yeah. shot him. So... So potentially, in, you know, in, in some uh, communities, maybe it is something, you know, that is that is a taboo or really frowned upon. Um, All right, both I, I, I guess I would. I guess I would hey, say that. Yeah, go ahead, Mike J. Hey, we got a, we got another we got a listener in. Hey, uh, caller, are you with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right, man. Well, welcome to the know, welcome to the grown man in podcast. Oh man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey man, what you going by? I don't know. If, I didn't want to call your name out because I don't know what you going by, oh, man. So, uh, that's my cousin Amir, man. So, hey man, Amir been down in that ATL well, for years, man. So you know what I'm saying that's my big cousin. So let him introduce himself. My bad, man. I ain't talking well, cousin. Let's say welcome. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, Amir. Definitely introduce yourself. Oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. My name is Amir. Yeah, I'm here in Atlanta. You know, I heard y'all. I heard y'all last week talking about my Falcons, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I've been digging y'all brothers out, man. You know, just I, I last I heard last 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 podcast, but you know, I I definitely think uh, you know, what y'all are talking about is on point because interracial dating. I mean, you know, it's not so much us as black men as much as other races perceive us not want to come in and you know talk to their women. Right. Right. So do you think that there's a Welcome to the Grown Manish Podcast. No doubt, no doubt. Call us, you So give us, give us your name, real quick. Introduce yourself, and and uh, we'll let you chime in on kind of what the, how the topic is going. All right, maybe uh, maybe they are. Uh, having some, some audio or issues or whatnot. But um, but what I was going to say was, so I, I definitely, I give my opinion, I definitely, um, I'm open to it. I don't think there's anything wrong with interracial dating. If, you know, if you find someone that you love or attracted to, you know, for whatever the reason may be, um, you know, I say go ahead and, you know, be all about it. You know, do, do you. I don't think that there should be any boundaries. Um, but do, do, you, do you gentlemen think or feel that there is um, potentially – some sort of fetish involved with that, like, you know, b- both ways from, from black men to, you know, white or Latino women or vice versa. Um, and how do you guys feel about that? If, if it's merely just dating someone just because of what they, you know, have heard or these myths or stereotypes or whatnot, how do you both feel about that? I mean, I definitely think there's this, this dap right here. I, I definitely think there's fetish on both sides, you know, um, uh, I'm sure some women <laughs> fantasize about black men and 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 vice versa. You know, it, it just you know it it, it it turns them on. You know, it makes them go. It's it's, it's, right. it's the crowd going <laughs> more or less. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, 
yeah, there's there's fetishes out there. You know, some women just dig it like that. Some guys just dig it like that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Well, let me. Uh, I'm, I'll move on to another question for you guys. Another topic of discussion, and I'll open up the floor. So, um, part of the the, the many, fat, many facets of the modern black man, and uh, one of the hats that we either have to wear or, or perceive to wear, um, is that of the the good man. You hear a lot of women always talk talk about or praying about looking for a good man. Um, so, how, so in, in your opinion, as black men or as men in general, you know. What would you guys' definition be of that when these women say, I'm looking for a good man? What do you, what do you all think that they are looking for? Mike J or Amir? Anybody? I mean, really and truly, this is Amir. I think it kind of runs a gamut because you have some women that, that claim to say they're looking for a good man, but then, you know, <laughs> they're looking to marry you the next day. And so it's just, it, you know, I really, when when I hear that, I just kind of look and kind of look at the individual because, I mean, you know, we all hear that Steve Harvey, you know, stuff, and it's just like, you know, when they get a, you know, right. it's just like you can, really can't tell. I just I just kind of hear that, and I'm like, yeah, okay, but half the time you were doing something crazy, and then you claim you can't find a good man, but you're out here trying to, you know, you want a dude to call you, and, you know, it's just like oh, some yeah. other stuff. And I just, uh, you know, I think it goes like three different ways, and then you get to the truth. I can dig that. That, Mike J., you guys got any input on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that. You know, I, I totally agree with, with Amir, man. I mean, that's that's kind of like a, a loaded question, you know what I'm saying, Bowtie. Uh, I mean, what, you know, I so I, I came up mostly, you know, single parent, um, only male, so I was living in the house with my mom and sister, and you know the conversation I hear, man, is just like, what is a good man, right? Right. I mean, what what is this? You know, how do you define definition that? taboo of a good black man? And you know that there's really no answer to that. You know, I mean, other than. Uh, a man that fulfills your needs, you know, the way mm-hmm. I look at it. I mean, you know, there's women say, oh, well, he needs to have a job, you know, okay, yeah, he needs to have a job, but, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, things, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like anybody, any man can provide that. Your father can provide that for you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what is a good man? So, you know, I, I kind of, you know, like to throw a, a, a biblical spin on that, you know, it's, is is what Paul defines in the New Testament, you know. I mean, you got to be supportive of 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 the woman, you know what I'm saying? You got to handle your responsibilities and you know and and show her what, you know, she means to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not it's not black and white, you know what I'm saying? You you both got to fill each other out in this thing. You know what I mean? Understand. But you know but don't put all this, don't put a guy on a high horse because, you know, nobody is perfect. Nobody so, uh, is ever going to uh, be perfect. So uh, j- just to, just to piggyback. So uh, we got, we have an individual um, that I'm, I'm going to refer to her as Denise Huxtable. Um, she is uh, um, sending me messages. Uh, she's actually listening to the show, having some audio issue. 
Um, but I'm, I'm very happy to have a, a female's perspective uh, on here. So she just uh, wrote in the comment, I'm going to read it verbatim, it says, um, uh, acknowledging, the, acknowledging everything that we have said, but uh, she states from a woman's point of view, women take on, um, our, our potential is limited. Women take on men based on potential that men don't live up to. They're looking for, or we look for a man to take care of family, period. Uh, women are looking for a partner. So um, I'm interpreting, you know, these words, and, and thank you, Denise Huxable, for, uh, for, for chiming in from a woman's perspective. Yeah, um, thanks for that comment. We will, yeah. uh, I, definitely, I definitely would agree to that. You know, maybe that definition of a good man is a partner. Men, um, are we as, as black men falling short in that partner role, or, or does that partner role equal a good man? Um, uh, I'm not going to turn this into a scriptural thing, but I know that we are supposed to be equals, you know, in a in a viable relationship. So um, maybe maybe that's where uh, uh, Denise is coming from, saying that you know that when they're looking for a good man, they're looking for a partner, and maybe we're falling short. So uh, I, I'll, I'll ask the question: um, when as 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 black men, um, where do you guys see you know? Maybe in yourselves, but just in our community in general, where do you guys see black men falling short? Is it that we're not stepping up to the plate to take care of our, our children? Uh, is it as what 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 Dap said that we uh, some guys don't even have those basic things of you know having a job to have a roof or to have a vehicle or something of that nature? What do you guys think about that? Well, okay. Well, I guess I'll step up to the plate. I'm sorry, I'm back. I was having having a have computer issues, I think, number one, I think it has to be a sense of pride to have that because it's right because you have so many, I wouldn't call them men, but boys living off of, living off a woman and they're content with that. You know, don't have anything. It's just you don't have a car. You don't even have a job. You're living off of, you're living off the couch. And, and the caller is right, you know, talking about, you know, women taking on potential men, but it has to be a sense of pride that you want to take care of not only yourself but your family. So what do you guys think of that? I mean, yeah, you know, it's, you know, you got to want this, you got to want it for yourself, you know what I'm saying? If if you're not willing to respect yourself and be all that you can be, you know, don't don't expect a woman to fall in line, you know. I right. mean, you got to, so, yeah, go ahead, Bowtie. Oh, no, I was going to say that this kind of transitions into to kind of the next question, um, and, and the, the next question or, or the next thing for for you guys to chime in on is that that lazy or bum-ass black man, or, you know, a lot of times you hear fuck boy, you know, or you hear side dude, fuck boy, things of that nature. I mean, do you think hey, that there another, is... We have another caller in, too. Oh, you know, uh, welcome, welcome, new caller. Welcome to the Grown Manish Podcast. You're on with Bowtie Fresh and Mike J., uh, with a with a uh, variety of uh, callers and listeners, um, so please introduce yourself. Uh, let us know your name um, and let us know where you're calling from and where you represent. Hey guys, uh, bow tie. You said bow tie fresh, right? Correct. Yeah, I, want, I don't want to disrespect your name, uh, Mike J. This is Demetrius Wilson. I'm calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. Huge supporter well, of, uh, of the show and. Uh, um, really excited and honored that you guys allowed me to uh, to be a part of it. Well, we definitely appreciate your support. We we appreciate the fact that you took time out of your evening to call in and join in on this 
on this topic, a very very pressing topic in the in the uh, in the society as a whole, but in the African American community for sure. So thank you for taking time out. So uh, you yeah uh, man absolutely mm-hmm. you know glad to be a part and as long as you guys don't mind my my three year old son in the background every now and then uh, I'm good not, to go. Not at all. Not at all. So uh, you you've come in on a, in a segment where we've been kind of comparing that the, the the good black man quote unquote you know how um, it's always looked for in in particularly the black community you hear women say um, they're looking for a good man and uh, so we've been kind of balancing balancing that back and forth with the um, bum black man or bum ass black man I'm not sure if you are on speakerphone or anything like that so I don't want to um, use any language no. that, that your child may hear but. Um, but we are looking. We're comparing both. We're comparing both topics: the the, the good black man versus the bum ass black man, or the as we hear in the community, the fuck boy. So, um, Demetrius, want to give you an opportunity. We've all uh, been having engaging conversations, so I'll give you an opportunity to kind of speak in on that. Yeah, it, it, is 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 the topic just my perspective on either one or? Yeah, your your opinion on the impact um, the impact on our community, but two, um, your opinion on you know, do we as black men live up to this? Are we perpetuating these stereotypes, or is there some some reality to that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think the perception of both is is real, and it and it does exist. Um, you know, I think we have to really pay attention to both and really start really having conversations around the gap that's between and, and those that that are teetering the line between uh, either left and right. So I, I think that, uh, you know, the good guy in the community is is defined by whatever their own personal reality of it is and, and those that are on the complete opposite um, you know, have their own reality, and they, and they may not. They may think personally that they don't fit that category. So, it is about it is about the perception, and I I believe that it's real, but mm-hmm. I think the conversation should be geared towards uh, those that that are perceived on on the far left in, in terms of the opposite of the good man. You know, why did why why are they perceived that way? And what right. what are some conversations that can be had to to move them in that opposite direction? Okay, so um, I've got another message from our uh, from our female listener um, who is uh, chiming in um, uh, via message. Uh, so she she wants to pose the question: um, Are the bums or the fuck boys winning in this scenario? Quote unquote. Do the good guys still? Do the good guys feel that the that the bums or the fuckboys are winning in the situation, being that they are uh, continuously able to land women seemingly effortlessly, while the good guys um, are oftentimes maybe overlooked or or not chosen? So uh, how do you guys? Mean, how do you guys? What is what does winning mean? Um, I, you I know would, that that's a that's a, that I know the 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 the. Um, the woman who asked the question, she's not she's not live, but you know, and that's mm-hmm. a question that we can we can discuss. What does winning mean? Well, I'm actually, I'm actually type, I'm, I'm typing her back uh, that that question. I'm sure she can hear it. Um, so I'm I'm either waiting to see her response or um, 
or to get a response on my text. But I would assume winning, uh, I guess her terms of meaning of winning would be um, that that these no good dudes or bum dudes are um, landing landing the women or are able to have women that are taking care of them, you know, so to speak. As Mike J mentioned earlier, you know, there's guys living on the sleeping on the couch or you know, playing Xbox all day and driving the girl's car while she's working or something like that, as opposed to um, as opposed to the good guy that is out working hard and trying and trying to land a woman that's actually working and going to be a partner. Um, mm-hmm. She okay, so she just she just messaged me and said winning would be getting a chance with more females. So just the opportunity to be with more females, uh, be it dating, you know sexually or whatever the case may be, just the opportunity to be with more females. I mean, if you want something temporary, then yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, let's, let's, not, let's just be honest, it's more women in the world than men. So there's always going to be the opportunity for a man, if he so chooses to have more than one woman. But I don't consider that winning because even if you're sleeping around and you hopping from bed to bed and couch to couch, there's no stability. There's no if you if you have that fuck boy, excuse my language type mentality, there's no there's no upward mobility for that because it's a lifestyle. It's laziness. It's not really being a man. So yeah, you you have a nice night, you know, you run through the women if that's that's your thing. And I'm not saying I haven't been like that in my life. But that I don't think that's assumed as winning at thirty five. Now at twenty when I was in college, yeah, I would have caught that as a win because I was looking out for me. But being at so you're saying it's more of a state of mind. Professional, yeah, it's more. It's like nah, I'm, I, I'm, I can, I can do that if I win in a relationship. But I feel like I have more to bring to the table as a, as, on, as a grown man. No pun intended. Than this, right? Well, that's sex, and that's I, I would never want to have that. Be some type of scrub like that. I understand. How, anybody, anybody else, feel free to chime in. Kind of give your opinions on that. I mean, I just think really from a temporary standpoint, I mean, you know, if if you call that winning, I just from a, I mean, just from the short term, I mean, you selling yourself short. So it's hard to really, like I said, it's hard to quantify. I mean, getting a shot, anybody can get a shot. It's what can hold you that that really is going to last. Got it. I understand. Well, I'll transition into uh, kind of what, kind of a, a next talking point. So, um, and I believe many of many of us are are this guy. So uh, the, the professional black man—that's another hat that we wear. Uh, when I say professional black man, that means you know you are about your business, about your career, um, and oftentimes having to uh, quote unquote play the role, you know, or play the game, so to speak. Um, but then also looking at it, um, oftentimes you see opposite ends of the spectrum. You see those professional men or those real men are the, are the providers, uh, providing for your family, um, and that comes with struggles, that comes with stress, but that also comes with achievements. But then you also have those narcissistic black men that, you know, have reached a certain point or a certain status, so to speak, um, and begin to think that they are above or, you know, have certain expectations. So, um, and, and you fellas, and also the, the female listener, you, you chime in as well. Give your give your opinion. But um, how do you how do you got, how do you gentlemen balance that? How do you balance you know being that provider? How do you or, or being that provider and not being that narcissistic guy? And, and how do you guys think that that impacts our community? I mean, I guess yeah. for me, I mean, I started off that pro- provider is 
it sucks. You know what I mean? I have to take care of my family. But it's also, but I, I can't just be so wrapped up into work that I, I neglect them, but I also have to tell my family, like, hey, I got to work and just provide for different things for you. It's kind of like how my father put the blueprint, that yeah, I can be here more often, but that's my job to take care of y'all. So there's a trade-off. But, you know, I also have to, if I give 100% at work, I'm damn sure going to give 150% at home because this is my most important job, you know, making sure that they're fine. Not just, a, not just you know, financially, but emotionally and spiritually, and then they feel protected. Yeah, Mike. I think I think that um, that's important, man. I, I, I echo that that I echo your your statement there. But I think it's also important for the family, your own family, uh, the family to see what impact you are leaving in the community, right? I think um, you, you know, for me, who who has a a young toddler. Uh, I think it's equally important for my son to see that, yes, I am providing, yes, I am professional, have a decent career, but also that he sees I'm leaving an impact on my own community or the community that, that I'm associated with. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's a part of the balance, too, in my opinion, that I think uh, we we need to be embarking because, you know, as much as we give back to our own family, I, I, I think that's I think we're leaving a disservice to teaching our our own the importance of giving, and that doesn't mean mm-hmm. financially. That 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 also includes time. You know, how are you giving back Absolutely. to your community? You know, yeah. so good point. So so yeah, I think I, I do think the professionalism. Uh, and that and that doesn't mean that white collar either. That's blue collar as well. You know, yep, absolutely. Um, when when you put on that uniform, if if whether you're, you know, pops told me a long time ago, you know, you you want to have that relationship with with the CEO all the way down to to the person that cleans the building every day, because you right. just never know. And those that right. those that have that blue collar approach. You know they're being professional on their job as well. They just may not wear a tie every day, but when you come to work, if that building ain't clean or that bathroom's not clean, or the people that are working in food services in that cafeteria, if that food's not made, you know, then it, it affects everybody too. So I think from a, a white collar, blue collar perspective, uh, the professionalism in my opinion, is the same. So I think it's I think it's, it's a balance across the board. For sure. So let me uh let me let me throw this out there. Um so we, we talk about and, and I and I definitely agree uh, that was Demetrius, right? Yes sir. Uh-huh. Oh uh, yeah, de- definitely agree with with virtually everything you just said. So I I'm going to pose this question out there and it kind of tie it back into um, a couple of the, the the earlier talking points. So with with this professional black man um, that the, the hat that we have to wear, um, how do you guys see, or or, or how often do you feel that um, it's perpetuated that either the, this professional black man is labeled as the good black man, but and then often, or how many times do you guys see where this quote unquote professional black man is in fact that quote unquote fuck boy underneath? 
how do you how, how do you see that those those um um those those different sections playing back and forth with each other? Yeah. Well, I have a perfect example. Uh, I know some. I know of a person who's like that. He portrays himself one way. You know, he's just professional and everything else, and I'll fly the brother for that. But then he's really not a good guy because my opinion is, you're like a good guy. You don't have to go around and say it all the time or why you can't find a mate and all this other type of stuff. Because you're saying you're a good guy, but then you're sleeping with everybody we work that you work with, throwing everything off. So you're perpetuating something that you're really not. So I mean I just I don't like the fake part. If you're gonna do that, live your life. But I, in my opinion, I think you should just embrace who you are instead of trying to be who what people think you should be. And that that whole dichotomy of like you want you know you put in this fake air of the good guy, but you're really not that person. It really throws it throws it makes us bad for all brothers because we all get that mm-hmm. you know it's, it's, to me it's if one brother gets hit with something, we have a tidal wave of stereotypes that we're discussing tonight. I think that we have to deal with. Right. I think for I'll speak for myself personally uh, as well that um, you you have to be able to to be that professional, um, especially when, as I'm sure all of you have heard, you, you know you get a seat at the table um, in whatever that regard is, you know, in your business or your professional life. Um, you are expected to or, or looked at to be the the spokesman for the black race or, you know, for your community or whatever, when you're the only one in the room. Um, so I think that, that, that also poses a different, um, a different struggle or a different, a different stressor for us as, as black males, because um, you want to be able to, to be that individual and, and, you know, definitely speak your mind and, and be good at what you do. But um, there are that time, there are those times where, um, you know, in that role, you could potentially have those moments where, you know, you're maybe you do cross over into or potentially cross over into that narcissistic, like, you know, okay, yeah, I made it, you know, I'm here. So I think there's a fine balance in that as well. I don't, I don't know if you guys feel the same way or not. Yeah, yeah, Bota, this this is Dap right here. I uh, I totally I totally agree with you. Um, I agree with, with Mike J's comments. I agree with Demetrius' comments. I mean, being a professional black black man, you know, in in today's in today's world, I mean, it's there's so many stereotypes that come out. Um, you know, like you said, are you the narcissist? Um, you know, excuse my language, are you the the uh, asshole um, who thinks he knows everything and has an attitude? I mean, it's it's such a fine line that you know professionals like like we are um have to walk um you know and then you're talking about an age bracket i mean you know you're 25 you know 20 to to 35 40 age bracket i mean how many young black professionals do you see you know at that level you know i know for me i work in it and honestly there is no black male my age where I work at in IT. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, I'm a, a technical lead at that. So, you know, I I get all kinds of, you know, stereotypes of, you know, <clears throat> is is this black man gonna get angry with me if I disagree with what he says? 
you know, right. or is he just going to be the pacifist who just goes along with everything so he can move up the ladder? You know, what I mean, I mean, it's right. it's it's such a fine line, but you know, just to kind of you know bring it all in and and, and bring it all home with with the uh, with the topic. I mean, you know, I I think we should all try to be you know professional in in whatever we do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I my dad always says. Uh, you know, somebody should know you by your character, you know, and what you do, not by, you know, what you say or the clothes on your back or, you know, what you're, you know, you know, or, or, or how hip you are, you know, judge a man by his character. And, you know, I, I try to have that good character in my professionalism, you know what I'm saying? I, I'll, you know, I, I speak to everybody, you know, like, like Demetri said, I, I speak to the janitors. You know, as well mm-hmm. as the as the CEOs. Um, I guess the one of the things I, I I feel blessed about that I'm proud about, um, well, two things. So at my job, there's this janitor. I speak to this brother every day. You know, he's I know right. he, uh, he 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 goes to work. He does the dirty work that people don't even want to do, but he has a smile on his face and he says hi to everybody. And he came up to me one day in my desk, and he said, man, so you make me proud. And I turned around and looked at him. I said, well, what do you mean by that, you make me proud? I said, you a young black brother in here who's breaking the stereotype. He said, you come in here, your shoes are clean, your pants are pressed, your shirt don't have any wrinkles on it. You know, you, you, you come in here professional and doing good work. And I can tell I can tell you're doing good work because people are coming to you getting answers, and you're making right. things happen. You know, I said I, and he's just like I'm. I'm so glad that not every young black man, uh, you know, is 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 bad or being portrayed bad. You know, you right. are breaking that stereotype. You know, and that just that just spoke volumes to me because you know this guy was oh you know he was in his sixties. You know, so I understand, you know, what he was going through, you know, going up in a, in a racial, you know, tensious era, you know, just trying to open doors for young guys like us, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm like Demetrius, you know, you, you do it at your job, you let your kids see what you do, you know, you, you tell them that they can do that, but then you give back to the community. You know, at my church, you know, every year they hold a job fair or or more or less um, a, a career fair, and basically, we, you know, the uh, the adults in the church um, just explain their career to all the youth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I just I just present that to them. You know, I'll, I'll let them know, like, hey, this can be you. You know, you don't just because you know your environment is what it is. You don't have to be a product of that. You can get yourself out of that if you just apply yourself. You know what I'm right. saying? So uh, it's it's 360, man. It's it's a fine line that we have to walk. But but um, I think if we show good character, if if we have that professionalism, then you know people won't won't see that fuckboy attitude per se. That right, that, right. That, that that stereotype. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I can I definitely well, agree with well, you guys well, because I mean, re- really, like being in a profession, I'm like being in like healthcare and like fitness. I mean, especially being like a, a black man, 
you know, like traveling the places I go, like going like when I ran the Boston Marathon or whatever. I mean, you had people mm-hmm. just looking at you like saying like they automatically assume me from another country. And you, right, you want right. to say, okay, well, you know, come on now. You see, <laughs> you right. see me. I mean, you know, ain't nothing. I mean, you know, I love all my people from all around, but I mean, you know, you have to maintain right. that level. You know, you, I want to go ahead and just go off, but I have to really think. I mean, you know, it's only a handful of us, you know, black men out there. So if I'm nut up, I mean, then they're going to be looking at somebody else, you know, saying, oh, okay, well, yeah, here you go. So, I mean, you really have to maintain that level of professionalism. I mean, and just like you were saying, character goes a long way. I mean, really, so now that I've been in this thing for a while, you know, now people look at me like, oh, okay. But, you know, just how, just how you carry yourself, I mean, that really goes a long way to anything. And, you know, trying not to respond how we normally want to, but trying to go the extra mile to be professional. So, I mean, I right. definitely agree with what you guys were saying about that. Hold up. You ran the Boston yeah, Marathon? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's yeah, man. You get you get, get, get two claps for that, man. <laughs> yeah, you get. I was, saying, you get, it's, I was just about to say, <laughs> brother, I'm giving you quietly. mad props for that. <laughs> he slid that right on in, man. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, really, man, you know, that's good like, stuff. Of, like, you know what 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 he was saying about teaching kids. I mean, that's part of what what my goal is to come. You know, now I teach at, at a high school because I want to be able to kind of inspire the you know the young guys the way I got inspired. And, I mean, really, you know, trying to look at other avenues outside of just, you know, we all want to, you know, everybody want to be Jordan and LeBron. But, I mean, if you want to be the next Kip, Kip check, I mean, this dude just right. ran the, uh, he ran, I mean, he just got paid like $2 million for not even breaking the world record. So, I mean, this right. guy's out, out, out the world. So, I mean, and Nike just can't even pay him enough money. I mean, so these, this, cat, this cat went to Berlin and actually came home with like $2 million, two million to, to show. And then he got another extra million to place. So I mean, you know, wow. he just got a cool like four million dollars just to, you know on on a, on a, on one marathon. So right. it's, you know, that's good stuff. Yeah, so man, I, I will. Uh, I want to chime in. Oh, I'm sorry, Bo. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, go ahead, Mike. No, I definitely me, want to get everybody. In. No, for, for for me is uh, you know, I'm the only. I, my mind switched a little different because I am the only black professional man in the town I work in. So I get the I get all the microaggressions. Wow. Like I said on a previous uh, episode, I was called a, I was called a nigga when I was uh, before I went to work. So I was getting off and like I when we got off went to get, grab me something for breakfast and and a car full of you know far, car full of white guys yelling out nigger to me. So I deal with the microaggressions. I deal with that. So it's hard, you know, not to snap on people and people confuse they they confuse my my being quiet and with a silly demeanor as being passive. And I even have to tell my boss, this is like, I'm not passive. It's just I know what battles to, what battles to fight and which ones I can win because I need that support. So I definitely right. know what you guys right. are going through. So I'm like having to hold everything in because I feel like I have the pressure of the world of all the black people, you know, on me in that little town because all they see is, like, the big city of Indianapolis having all these issues and I work in a smaller town, so. Just wanted to opine that, but uh, both sides definitely. If anybody doesn't have anything else to say, you can jump to the next topic. I didn't want to just opine that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and like I said, I'm just just I wanted to try to encompass you know just a different facet. Like I said, the topic of the show is the modern black man and, and the multiple hats that we have to wear. Um, and and the, the next topic, I'm pretty sure will probably be short lived. Um, but there is that that I guess you can say stereotype, truth, myth, or whatever. But the the bedroom bandit and that's self-explanatory so like 
is there a certain hat that, <laughs> is there a certain <laughs> hat that that or or quote unquote pressure that that we face as black men? Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show about the interracial dating and, and the potential uh, fetish from, from, you know, white women or whomever. Um, but, indeed, is that something that, that we face? Is it, is it a stereotype? Is it, is it something that, that's real that, that we feel like, okay, we're looked at in this fashion, we're looked at in, in this manner to be these, you know, just phenomenal bedroom bandits or whatnot, but, you know, is it something that, that's a pressure that we have to live up to? Like I mean, how do, how do you how do you gentlemen feel about that, or do you feel that um, that that we're looked at sometimes, often just as that, as as breeding mates? <laughs> everybody's, everybody's a little quiet. We're 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 all grown. We're all grown. We're all grown men in here, man. Grown manish podcast. So we want to we want to hit the real topics. Hey, listen, man. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying, I think a lot of women now, because so many dudes, they handle their responsibility. They looking at, at men just like, yo, I just want to, it's just like, it's, it's like I'm just trying to get crashed. Like, I don't know if y'all seen that whole, what the women are doing now, like, challenge, like, something for the dick, for what they do for the D. And so women are right. getting on there, rapping on Twitter. And it's just like, that's how they looking at dudes now. Like, yo, we just trying to smash you and go on about our way, because you ain't nothing, you ain't going to bring nothing anyway. So are you are exactly. in bedroom, some, some fun in the bedroom. I can get off all about my day. So I do, I do believe that part is true because men aren't being men. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. 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 I think, I think too, man. Listen, there's this false sense of reality out there that a man ain't never had no L in the bed, like. Right, like, man. Speak, I, speak I laid it down. Me. I laid. I laid it down every time, you know. And if you if you think you laid it down every time, then then you crazy. You lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you lying to yourself. Speak the truth. You know, just just like every every woman you didn't had ain't she probably ain't been the best. That's just that's just what it is. But when you but when you with somebody and you got that chemistry, that's outside of that. Then right. you you look past you look past all that, so, but, but anyway, back I, to me. Just like our president said, there's no problem. Hey, I'm just seeing them boys on them blue pills. Them boys our age. I think the young cats in the barbershop from days on them blue pills. They was a little younger than us. I said, God, all your boys on them blue yeah. pills already. I mean, yeah, wow. yeah you're going to have to rent noodle by the right. time you turn 
definitely, yeah, like I man. said, on the Grown Manage podcast, we 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 hit up, we hit on everything. We we want to make sure that we are uh, attacking each and every every topic and making the show good. So um, I'll keep pushing right along. How do you gentlemen feel? Um, there's a lot, a lot going on in our society today. A lot of social injustice, a lot of social economic inequality. Um, so what what do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about the hat that the black man has to wear as the activist? You know, there's there's the stay woke, you know, group, you know, guys and you know the the guys that are quietly, you know, not not putting a lot of it on out on the social medias, but just doing what they need to do, taking care of business. Um, Mike J often refers to the the Hotep community, the, the brothers that are just everything is a Nubian queen king, you know, so forth and so on. So. Um, what is your what is your take? Where's the fine line um, in that for for the black man um, with all of the other hats that we have to wear uh, to to stand up for these for these certain things? I think for me, part of it. I mean, the first and foremost, as a father, I mean, I think you know, over the last couple of years, it's been more embedded for me to go ahead and make sure that I tell talk to my boys. And tell them straight up. I mean, you know, sometimes before I wanted to be able to, okay, respect, you know, follow the law, you know, and all this kind of stuff and just preach the golden rule. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you got to be careful before when, when you go out. I mean, because we live in a predominantly like a white neighborhood. So my, my, my oldest son, a lot of his friends are white. I'm like, yo, be careful. I mean, when you go out with these Likewise. guys. So now I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to tell him, you know, trying to make sure but i i think part, as an act you know part of our role is to make sure that you know you can you can be the socialist and let everybody know you know and stay woke but i think a lot mm-hmm. of our, our our a lot of our our job our main task is to make sure that we actually are there to let our kids and our youth kind of know what's going on i mean right. we can put our, our, our own voice out there but i think it's paramount for us to actually just Keep it at home first, and then spread it out. You know, if you if you want to speak out and do your own thing, but I think really before I do all that, I, I make sure that I talk to my kids like twice a day about what's going on and how do you feel about this, and uh, you know, because it's a diff- way different time, a day and time now for us. So we have to be make sure that you know um, we know we, we know what our kids are going through. We are engaging with our teachers and all that. So I think. Before I do all that, I want to make sure that, you know, home, home is taken care of because these home kids is taken a whole care lot more of. than we went through. I was just going to say the same thing. You know, I've, I've got two boys myself, um, and my, my oldest is, is eight, and, and he's really, you know, we live in a predominantly, um, you know, white area, so to speak, or whatnot. Um, but I tell him, I, I, do, I do the same with my, with my son. He's starting to, he's very active in sports. He's a two-sport kid, and you know, we go on these trips or, you know, spending time with different individuals. And I always tell him, like, I understand that you want to have fun and, you know, you're just having a good time. And I understand that not a lot, that your friends and their families, you know, doesn't necessarily, you know, at least on the outside, seem to have some of these different views and think a certain way. But I always tell them, you tell him, you have to be careful. You have to be aware of your surroundings and aware of what's going on. Don't be so caught up in the moment. Um, and sometimes it kind of gets to me because he's eight and I'm, and I'm having to, you know, really like right. get at him because it's like you said, this day and yeah. age is totally different right now. When he's out playing on his bike, you know, with different kids in the neighborhood, I'm, you know, Mike J and I touched on it in our last podcast. There was an eight year old kid that was lynched, lynched 
my son is eight. Like that really hit home for me. So um, I definitely think and 120% agree that we have to take care of home first. Now I will use uh, my platform, you know, this is my, my humble podcast with, with my brother, Mike J to bring attention to different things. Um, and, and I often do that in my, in my every, everyday life, my professional life. Um, a lot of individuals know how involved I am. They, they know that, um, um, I believe as Demetrius just said it earlier, you know, I give with my heart, you know, that, that, that's just what I am. And, and I don't just preach it and talk about it. You know, I'm active and I do these things, but I a hundred percent, um, take it, take it into consideration that I have to take care of my boys and, and, and my wife first and foremost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, that, man. I mean, right. <clears throat> it's, you know, I, I think about, you know, my, my father, you know, this is, um, he's 60, 68 now, 67, but he grew up in, 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 uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, right? In the forties, fifties and sixties, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we, we all know what the South was like back in that era, um, you know, his family were, were more or less sharecroppers. You know, he's from a, a, a sharecropper family. So I, I, I you know, I, I I think about him and listen to some of the, and remember some of the stories he would tell me just about, you know, just the racial tension and just how, you know, every day he was just fighting, not only sometimes to 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 be a black man, but you know, just to be a man, you know, down there because they just didn't have any regard for him. And, you know, I look at today, you know, what we what we experience, you know, you know, you throw out there social injustice, um, um, racism. And, you know, I, I think everybody has to do their part. Um, one thing that I feel our generation is lacking that my father's generation, our our father's generation, had were were predominant, or prominent, you know, black leaders, you know, strong mm-hmm. black males who had good character, good value, you know, helping us, you know, you know, fight for our rights. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, a lot of them have have done that and gotten us to where we are now. But that doesn't mean that we just stop. You know. I mean, there is a long, long way to go. I mean, what, we're only 60, 70 years from that, you know, racial past? I mean, that stuff isn't going to go away just like that. Um, We got to use what platforms we can. um, But but, uh, I agree with, with, you know, Bowtie and and Demetrius. I mean, you got to start at home first. But, uh, you know, I think we got to educate, you know, our, our young brothers and sisters, you know, to, to do our part, you know, go to your councilman, you know what I'm saying? Talk to your, you know, write your senators, write, write your congressman. I mean, you know, tell them what's going on in your community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it. you can't always just, protests you got to put some activism to it you know i mean there's you're not going to get everything that you want out of this 
but you know just just standing there and 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 you know the protests are fine you know what I'm saying I'm not saying we shouldn't do that that's all mm-hmm. well and needed but you know we got to we got to start getting people who look like us people who are minorities you know not just blacks but hispanics you know native americans you know what have you we got to start getting we we have to start getting minorities into places that can uh, you know that control policies you know that that control laws you know i mean there's just not enough of us in there so right. when we have an issue that issue never comes up because most of the people in there, there don't even have to even deal with that kind of issue you know what i'm saying we we got to we got to start educating our young people you know we got to fight for you know like Demetrius kids you know my kids you know Bowtie's kids we got to start fighting for them now and educating them and 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 showing them you know how to have you know how to to get those kind of policies and people in place so things can start changing because if if yeah. if we're not in there you know Things will always be status quo. Local sure. politics more important than national politics, in my opinion. Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. You know, the president ain't the reason why, you know, our local states and, and everything are the way they are. It's because you didn't get out there and <laughs> and voice your opinion. Right. Agreed. I, I definitely agree. I agree that 100%. So, um I, w- I want to uh, afford um, each and every one of you an opportunity. I want to give you a, a, a nice 90-second blurb um, to give your your testimony of what being the modern black man is, the different hats that we've talked about that we have to wear throughout this, this entire show and a conversation. Um, just give your own testimony, um, any any insight to yourself, any parting words, any knowledge that you can uh, bequeath to, to some of our listeners. So, um, uh, Amir, you want to lead us off? I say um, not so much a testimony, but I just always say stay true to your values. And, I mean, really, you know, everybody's going to tell you what you are. But, I mean, be the person, be the person that, you, that, you know, your spirit tells you to be. I mean, your character, I think we hit on some, some good topics. Your character will go far more than any amount of money you can make. I mean, so stay mm-hmm. true to that person because at the end of the day, all you have is your word and your character. I mean, really, when that's done, I mean, you don't have anything else to stand on. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, Dap, you want to you want to take a shot at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, as as the uh, the good man. Um, the the professional black man, the the man in general, you know, uh, we just got to learn to 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 hopefully one day lift lift each other up. You know, I see I see it too often where we're just always you know dragging other brothers down because you know for whatever negative reason, you know, I I, I wanna I don't want to be that 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 brother. You know, if I see a guy struggling. I want to try to help them. I may not be right. able to give them, you know, m- you know, all the money they want or all the resources that they require, but, you know, I want to be, you know, the one that helps just lift that brother up even a half a level. You know, I, you know, I want us to start encouraging each other, you know, stand in the gap, 
you know, don't let your you know your your so, fellow brother just 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 take the headshot like that. You know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta fight for each other because we're all in this race together, man. You know what I'm saying? And just you know, fella, you know, just brothers, just just be there for your children. You know, I don't know what situations are out there. Don't need to know, but be mm-hmm. there for your children, man. You know, there's not. <laughs> Black fathers are missing today. I'm just going to be real. Black fathers are missing today. You know what I'm saying? Be there for your kids, man. You know, they need us now more than ever. Be there for your kids. You know what I'm saying? Stand in the gap for your fellow man. Um, Demetrius, before I move on to you, um, our listener that has been um, typing in and texting in, um, she wants to say that she is very happy that uh, black men have come together uh, to have this type of conversation. Um, She definitely appreciates everything that has been said. Um, And she wanted to say that she also appreciates um, all of us black men that are about action, standing up and, and taking action as to how we can improve ourselves and our community. Um, but she also wants to give a shout-out to the, the sisters as well and saying uh, please continue to support these black men so that they can continue to uplift us. So uh, thank you, uh, Denise Huxable, for, for spending your time with us this after this evening as well. Um, we, we definitely appreciate you giving us the female point of view. Uh, Demetrius, uh, you want to you take a shot at that? Yeah, man, absolutely. Um it's hard to go after those two brothers, but but I'll, I'll give it a shot, man. I think, you know, the modern black man today is 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 twofold, man. We we're we're always up against, you know, the flashlight, the limelight. Um, we're, we're always up against someone trying to one up us. Uh, mm-hmm. But in, yeah. in the same sense, we we don't we don't take a second to look at where where we've been, where we are, and 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 also look behind us and reach out and grab somebody and bring them along with us. So I think that we we just have to continue to to press forward. Um, I think we have to continue to uh, be the best. At who we are and what we are, whether it's to our family, whether it's to our careers, whether it's to our friends, just be the best at who we are in our internal space, and that will will have an effect uh, on, on everybody. And I, I just I just want to make one last point too. I think that as we talk about, uh, you know, whether we're on the far far right being super professional or on the far left being a complete bum, I think that the woman has a role in that too because the super Absolutely. professional man uh you know has to have has to have that woman that's gonna keep has to have that woman that's gonna keep him accountable. But that bum, you know, if that woman's gonna allow him to do that, they will continue to do that. Yeah, so I would just challenge the women too to to keep holding us accountable. And if if that brother ain't giving it to you, you know, you keep it moving. 
But but yeah, man, it, it, hard to follow those two brothers. But I, I just think we need to be present well, in our in our space and and keep continuing to uplift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mike J, I'm gonna go ahead and chime in in, in uh, my opinion. Uh, you know, my my last part in the shot, and then I'll let you bring it on home. Um, All right. I read a I, I read a quote, and and I think that this uh, speaks volumes in many facets. So. Quote said, uh, communicate, even when it's uncomfortable or uneasy. One of the best ways to heal is simply getting everything out. And if you live bitterly, you live a lonely existence. So that, that, quote, that quote spoke to me a lot because I think that as a, as a modern black man, that speaks to my relationships, um, both intimately with my wife, you know, privately. I think that speaks to my relationships professionally. I think that speaks to my relationships um, with my fellow brothers and with my community. We have to communicate. We have to be able to have that open dialogue no matter what it is or how uncomfortable the, the topic or situation may be. Only way we're going to be able to make any type of progress is to communicate with each other as black men. As many of you said, uplift each other, motivate each other. Don't don't tear each other down. Communicate with our women, you know, the, the loves of our lives you know, or, or women that we're dating or what have you, communicate those things. It's it's okay for a man, a lot of times we get stereotyped that we have to hold things in. It's okay to communicate. It's okay to, to talk about these things and be able to receive back feedback from, from women as well, you know, because we all have yeah. issues. We all have things that we can improve upon. And then in the professional world, I stated earlier, um, I've been blessed to be, a, to be a black, a young black man with a seat at the table Day after day, I sit in meetings, and I'm the only face in these executive meetings. Um, yes, sir. So I have, to be able, I have to be able to communicate um, effectively for my profession. I have to be able to communicate uh, effectively for, for society and, and for my demographic, and I speak, about, I speak for minorities. Um, I'm heavily involved in our diversity and inclusion initiative. So for me, it's all, all about right. communication. It's all about having that voice and being able to let those things transcend, you know, across my life. Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. All right, brothers. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't set the stage. I, at first, I was going to make a joke make a joke about, you know, I'm David Ruffin and y'all the temptation, but now I can't even do that joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, you know what I mean? That's one part of the movie. That's just David Ruffin and these awesome temptations. But now, man, to me, the modern black man whom I strive to be, is one that's led by, you know, by my relationship with Christ and now whoever. And if you don't believe in that, that's fine. We're not, you know, we're we're inclusive here. But, you know, we're aware of your spirituality is. And it's led by, you know, as far as having a hard work ethic and those things. But it's also, you know, being a man to take care of my family. That's like having a man blessed to have someone who holds me accountable, who don't let me slip in, you know, in any areas of my life. And also being a man who's a change agent. One of the reasons that we started a podcast because, I helped young 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 students when I was in grad school to start their podcast. So be on the you know have a give them a medium to express ourselves. That's one thing I'm really excited about the show. Is be able to you know just we don't really like to like laugh talk about politics and all that type of stuff. But here I think we reached another level the more more people because now we're showing more vulnerability. And that's something I had to grow as I got older to show it's okay to be vulnerable. Doesn't make me a punk right. or makes me soft or anything like yeah. that. I'm a man. I mean I follow every brother on this line. I've talked to about the issues I've went through. So, and they've been, and I'm, I consider y'all my brothers. I also consider brothers, you know, I'm their brothers too. So, definitely, man, Absolutely. it's kind of a keep upholding our, 
up our sisters, keep upholding our brothers, and keep pushing professionally. Take care of our families, man. Because, you know, like I said, you have to be there. And it's not yeah. easy. You, can't, you don't have to be there with kids. Kids not yours or whatever. You, whatever the situation is, you have to stand up. You can stand up and be there. And be willing That's to right. give and give out your heart. Because, you know, be I that patriarch. You know, I don't have it all. Yeah. Just something. And stand, stand strong and hold down your conviction. The conviction. So, like I said, that's really it, man. I just, I'm striving every day to get better, man. And I'm 35 now, so you know, it's still a growing process. There's still some things I need to mature on. But uh, definitely, just want to keep pushing and promoting brotherhood and sisterhood. All right, Mike J. Well, I will definitely want to um, extend a, another uh, heartfelt thanks to each and every one of you uh, for for calling in, taking time out of the evening to participate. Um, Demetrius, Amir, uh, Dap, and Denise Huxable, thank you guys uh, for supporting the Grown Manage podcast and being part of this show. Um, for those of you that are listening, um, please remember we are on iTunes, we are on Google Play, we are on Breaker, uh, we are on Stitcher Radio. Um, so please go and subscribe, go and leave us some good comments, give us a five-star rating. Um, anyone, please, uh, we always accept um, fan mail, uh, emails with, with show ideas or feedback. You can hit us up at grownmanishpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are also at grownmanishpod at, on Twitter and uh, the same on Instagram. So um, appreciate all the support, all the love. And we're going to uh, we're going to be out. So thank you guys very much, and uh, maybe we'll look forward to having you call in on the next show. Peace. Appreciate it, my brother. Great calling show and NBA season. All right, brother. All right, man. So again, then. Right on. Y'all have a good night. Hey. All right now. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.